Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Welcome back, friends, to our season finale of season four. I can't believe it's here. I can't either. Gosh. In a way, I feel like the season has flown by, and then in other ways, I feel like it's been an eternity. I agree. I feel like that's how this whole year is. Oh my gosh. Is it bad that I'm already excited for 2021? No, I saw a meme the other day that was someone and they were like sitting there and it was counting down to 2021 and it said you know 12 59 and 59 seconds and then on 12 31 and then it ticked over and it said 12 31 12 59 60 seconds 61 62 they're like what if it never ends what if it doesn't actually change to 2021 <laughs> i was like so oh true I can, yeah i can relate to that yeah gosh what a year this it has been. It has been something. Yeah. So we're just going to brighten your day with something that's totally unrelated to all that the world is. It is. We took, what's the thing on Netflix to all the boys I've loved before? We're taking that and we're projecting it into the future as opposed to being a past thing. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. Okay. So we're going to be talking to the man I'll date in the future or that Bethany will date in the future. Anyone. Anyone. Or Listen guys up, boys. in general. Yes. <laughs> so if you have a guy friend or a guy friend that you're trying not to be friends with anymore, if you know what I mean, or a brother or a cousin or any other man in your life that you think would benefit from this episode, feel free to share it with him because we would love to talk to the guys. We've already kind of like had some things in talks of like coming up with some content specifically for guys because there are no Christian dating podcasts for guys. And obviously, we're not going anywhere, ladies. We love talking to y'all. And obviously, we're girls. So that's just our go-to. But this may be a yes. catapult into future things. Yes. So. Next season, we may or may not have some content on a regular basis that is geared directly toward the guys in all of our lives. So, yes. yes. So fun things. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for that. For that wow, next jinx. season. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're in sync or something. <laughs> okay. okay. My question of the day? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> oh, let's see if we can quit talking over each other, but saying the same thing at the same time. Oh, my word. Okay. My question is, what was and what was the name of your first pet? First pet. So my parents had a pet when I was born, but it technically wasn't mine. But his name was Champ, and he could jump about five feet in the air, flat-footed, so they had to get no. rid of him when I was born. Yeah, like, literally just, like, a little springboard. Like, was he was a spaz, apparently. <laughs> I don't remember him because they got rid of him real quick yeah. after they brought me home. But my first pet was a little beagle mix named Gracie. Oh, that's a cute name. Mm-hmm. She was quite the stubborn animal, um, but I got her for my 11th birthday. Okay. Yes. And my little brother was scared of dogs. So all the pictures, he's like terrified looking on my dad's shoulders, like will not get down on the ground. Um, but I had her for several years. Um, but yeah, she lived to be like 13, 14 years. She lived a long time. Oh, wow. So yes, that was my first pet okay, and her name. <laughs> R.I.P. Gracie. <laughs> 
My first pet was a dog. My parents got me a dog when I was three, I guess. Maybe not even quite. And I didn't name him. They named him. He was apparently a little rambunctious. And so they called him Frisky. <laughs> and oh, I forgot about this. He was a mixed terrier. But three-year-old Bethany Y'all really... I don't know if y'all know this about me at this point, but I'm not exactly the most shy person and that has been a long-standing thing. And so uh, three-year-old Bethany really liked talking to the, um, all the people at the, the checkout lines, you know, the cashier, I would just tell them all about my life. And one of my regular rotating things that I felt the need to tell the people at the, the grocery store was that I had a dog. Kristen is like falling out of her chair over here. I can't. I'm sorry. She's going to have to mute me in editing or something. And so I would tell them all that I had a dog named Freaky and he was a mixed up terrier. <laughs> and so that that was my first pet. Oh, I'm crying. Oh my gosh. They're like literal tears. Uh, what's shocking to me is that I have practically been a part of bethany's family now for nearly a decade and a half and i just heard that story for the first time in the past year but oh my gosh freaky the freaky mixed, the up mixed terrier. Up terrier that's the most bethany thing i've ever heard it is i can see you like little three-year-old just like bebopping in there and telling everybody okay wow what a fun story time my story was super lame compared to that so it's fine that was great i'm glad y'all got to hear that so let's jump in okay to the man I'll date in the future. So as we have said before, a lot of times when we get episode ideas, we'll just come up with a phrase or someone will say something like, Ooh, we need to do an episode about that. And we have a running list. And this ended up being the phrase for this episode, but we had no direction on where it was going to go. But the way we decided to kind of take it was, I feel like we've gotten a lot of content inspiration from the Men Tell All episodes. We totally have. Because we keep going back to that. But at the end of the Men Tell All episodes, which if you haven't listened to, you should go do that. They're amazing. But we ask each of the guys what they would tell girls if they had the chance. Like, here's your chance. You're talking to a bunch of women. What do you want them to know? And so we thought, okay, well, why don't we flip that question? And what would we tell guys if we were wanting to tell them anything and so if guys were listening or maybe hopefully some of you are guys I think you are from what our statistics show us you may be listening or more specifically if the guy if I was sitting across from the guy that I was going to date in the future what would I want to tell him what would I want him to know and out came this outline of an episode yes I love when we do this, that, like you said, we just had this phrase, to the man I'll date in the future. And we have a lot of inspiration like that, I guess you could say, in that I'll call Kristen or she'll call me and I'll say, I, I, don't, have an, I don't have a full concept here, but here's this thought, here's this phrase, here's something. I think there's something here. Write it down. And that's what we do. We, have, we just have a list of tons of content ideas. And so... This was one that came up. We were like, okay, there's something here. And what we do when that happens is we say, okay, you just go write down whatever you would want to talk about on that topic and I'll do the same. And then we kind of come together to actually plan and it's really cool to see the different perspectives on this. And this is a perfect example of that is because we came back together after we had kind of written down all the things we would want guys to know. 
or the the guy that I'm going to date. And we had very different perspectives on answering this question. Kristen took the very organized list approach, which I just did not. I had a brain dump that was just tons of bullet points. But anyway, all of mine, for the most part, were things I would want a guy to know that he could or should be doing that would make it easier. Like, hey, this will be helpful. This is what girls really want. If you do these things, it will make it easier for you and for us. But like, this will be helpful information for you. And Kristen took the approach of, hey, guy out there that I'll date in the future, here's what I'm doing for you now. And so there was some overlap for both of us in that, in that, but it was really cool that we've kind of come up with this, like his and hers list here. Like, and we're going to talk first about the things that we put together that we really are looking for from a guy. And maybe it's not what they typically think girls are looking for. It's like, Hey, pulling back the curtain. This is what we really think. And then we're going to end it with things that we have or are committing to, do or be for that guy in the future. And we would encourage you to as well. And then guys, if you're listening, this is what is reasonable to expect of someone. This is what you can look for from a girl that you'll date in the future too. So let's just dive in here. Okay, let's jump in. Are we ready? I'm ready. So let's start with our his list first. Yes? Yes. And when I started my thought process on this... I knew where I wanted to start because it all comes back to this one thing for me. It is a quote by Marilyn Monroe of all people, (laughs) of all people, but she, and I'm sure most all of you have seen this. She says, all a girl really wants is for one guy to prove to her that they're not all the same. And guys, I'm telling you, if you want one statement that will tell you just about everything you need to know about the female brain and what they're looking for in relationships, that is it. I had never actually heard that quote. And y'all know me. I'm like the quote I'm junkie. I was shocked, <laughs> but I wrote it down on my phone. I'm like, I am keeping that forever because it's exactly what we want. And we, you know, in that there are two different sides as far as, you know, we want to know either you're going to treat me well or treat me better than I've been treated in the past or whatever it is. Or if you don't want to be with me anymore, you're going to handle that well, because that's something that typically doesn't happen. And that was one thing that I thought of is, you know, I want to know, or I would want a guy to know that if he gets to the point where he doesn't want to be with me anymore, he should tell me sooner rather than later. And just to be really blunt with y'all, leading someone on is not cool. It's inconsiderate. It's hurtful. It's insensitive. I've been led on more than once. And it's not fun. And the longer that you wait to break up with somebody, the more attached the other person gets. And that makes the breakup more difficult, more painful for her and for you. And you wouldn't want to be let on. So don't lead somebody else on. So if you're, you know, don't be like the other guys, like Marilyn said, and lead her on or just kind of keep it going hoping she'll break up with you first or whatever your you know the typical route is no be honest and be like hey you know what I'm so sorry I don't as soon as you figure it out don't don't like just let it drag on forever 
And the more honest and clear and upfront you are with her, and the more prompt you are about that, you're going to distinguish yourself from other guys, whether you end up with her or not. And Mm -hmm. she's going to have a better viewpoint or perspective on that experience. Yeah, it still may hurt, but the way you handled it is not going to make the breakup worse. Mm -hmm. I have been on both sides of that, where someone handled it well and where they didn't. And I can tell you guys, the guys who handled it well, there may have been hurt, there may have been disappointment, and there may have been just sadness there over it ending. But my perception of that guy was not diminished. My perception of his character was not lessened. But the guys who did not handle that well and who were not honest, because that's basically what it comes down to, there may have been that same hurt and disappointment and sadness. But at on top of that, my perception, my view of that man's character was also altered. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I would want a guy to know is that in an effort to save my feelings or save the pain and the, the disappointment, don't let your character be brought into question. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. And on the flip side of that, when you're saying, if you don't want to date me anymore, tell me, (laughs) If you do want to keep dating me, tell me that too. I think a lot of guys have the idea that I tell a girl I like her, we start dating. Nothing has changed. I still like her, so I don't need to give her any sort of update. I told her I like her and we're dating. Obviously, she knows I like her, right? (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) We don't always. (laughs) So that can be through the actual words of like, Hey, I like you, just so you know. A guy I'm dating texting me that? Oh. It's so cute. I'm on cloud nine for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, that's the sweetest thing. It is. Just a simple, hey, I like you, just so you know. You're like, okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's so sweet. The actual words mean a lot, but there's things you can do that convey that to a girl without actually having to say words. And some of those things are prioritizing well. I... And I think most girls are very sensitive to not ever wanting to feel like a burden. They don't want to feel like an obligation. They're going to go out of their way to not feel that way. So don't make a girl feel that way. Prioritize your time. Prioritize your resources. Prioritize her well in your life. Doesn't mean she has to be your only priority, but make sure she knows she is at least a priority. So that's one. Take initiative is another one. That says care to me so much. And I'll tell you this, taking initiative and being awkward at it is way more attractive than not ever trying. Mm-hmm. Trying. It's a great statement. Yeah. It's endearing, if nothing else, because it says to me, he cares enough to step out of his comfort zone, to take the initiative, to make a move, to make a decision, to do something. And yeah, maybe it backfired a little or it didn't work, but he cares enough that he wanted to take the initiative and plan something or do something or whatever it is. So guys, that's a... That's a good one, too, because you're taking a chance, and we notice that. Mm-hmm. It it makes a difference. So it doesn't have to always be verbal when you're letting a girl know that you like her. Yeah, and it shows confidence, which is another mm-hmm. thing that, you know, I really would like. I want a guy to know that confidence is key. I'm looking for that. Now, as we like to say, confidence and loudness don't have to go hand in hand. So just because you're not the loudest guy in the room or you're always at the center of attention or you don't have a big, like, 
boisterous personality. If you do, that's great. But if you don't, that doesn't mean I'm assuming you're not confident. I almost think that guy is more confident, if we're being honest. Mm, In my mind, if I'm estimating him, because I'm like, he doesn't need anyone to notice that he's confident. He doesn't need anyone to validate that he's confident and Mr. Alpha Male and whatever else. That's true confidence. That's a great point. I almost gravitate more towards that. Yeah, that's a great point. And because to me, if a guy is confident in who God has made him to be, that is one of, if not the most attractive quality. Now, aside, obviously, like if he loves the Lord, that's super, but that's assumed. Y'all know that in the context of this entire podcast. (laughs) But confidence, I, that is so far at the top of my list you know, the way a guy carries himself, the way he interacts with other people, the way he talks, those are ways that I can tell if a guy is confident. And those are things I'm going to be looking for in somebody. And now I'm not saying, you know, I'm expecting a guy to be without insecurity. We all have our insecurities. We all have our pain points. Like I'm not saying, oh, he's going to be as close to perfect. And the only thing he's going to be insecure about is that he doesn't have anything to be insecure about. You know, like that's not what I'm looking for. However, if he's an overall insecure person, that is frankly not attractive to me. And it's a little bit of a red flag because I don't want to be put in the position to be the one constantly trying to reassure him. Now, I get that we as women, like we are told, you know, build your man up and compliment him. And you should do all those things regardless of the confidence level of the guy you're with. If he's super confident, if he's mostly confident, if he's working on his confidence, whatever it is. But it's not your job or your role to have to continually raise him up to Mm -hmm. try to remind him of his worth. That's not my role. That shouldn't come from me. That should come from the Lord. And so that's why I say it's not just, oh, there's this confidence or this cockiness, you know, because I don't know about y'all, but borderline cocky, I think is kind of cute. And I would prefer that over... I'd rather have to like, okay, let's, you know, rain it in a little, little, then have to like lift you up constantly. Mm -hmm. But if a guy is confident in who God has made him to be, how God has created him and where God has him, that is going to stick out like a sore thumb because it's not as um, prevalent as at least I would like it to be. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a rare quality to meet a super confident person. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, if you're listening, if you can really right now try to figure out, okay, where do I land on that confidence scale? You know, am I, am I deriving my confidence from the Lord, not the girl I'm with or the girl I want to impress or my job or my, you know, ability to do xyz like my is my confidence rooted in the lord and if not let me work on that so that when i do get to the point where i meet a girl like she sees that oh y'all can't hear me nodding my head over here <laughs> but then he's like bun on like the top of her head, head like, over here i'm like yes exactly <laughs> no another one and i don't know that this one is i don't know that this one would be something guys would assume And that is that being vulnerable is just as tough for us as it is for you. We're billed as the more vulnerable, emotional, open up, you know, say everything side here. But that's not easy for us. It's not something that comes naturally. We are also taught to 
be guarded and you make him earn your affection and all this. And I think there's a little pride in that. So I wouldn't uh, promote that viewpoint. But taking those walls down is not as easy for us as a lot of people would probably like to think that it is. And so I would just encourage you to lead in that. Be the one to start that vulnerability, to talk about what's on your heart, to talk about what you've been thinking about. And it's something that will deepen proportionate to the commitment of the relationship. But I love when a guy leads in that, who says, here's something that is a tough thing for me to talk about. And I think vulnerability begets vulnerability. It's a domino effect from there. So once you make that safe space for us to be vulnerable and let walls down, watch out. <laughs> but leading in that will help that process. Definitely. I think that that is something, like you said, that most guys probably wouldn't guess. But and it, it's this tension with girls because this may be the, the differing factor where guys may not necessarily lean towards wanting to be as vulnerable as like, we want to be vulnerable with you. We want to tell you everything. Good point. And we want you to know everything about us and to, you know, be someone who knows things about us that we don't tell other people because you're special in that way. But crossing that line of, that normally that sounds bad when you're like crossing line, but I don't mean it in a bad way, but like crossing that line from, okay, I'm just kind of telling you things that everybody knows about me to, Oh, you're a really special, important person to me and I trust you. So now I'm going to tell you this. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And if you lead in that, that speaks volumes to us. Cause if anything, you leading shows that we can trust you mm -hmm. because you're willing to model that. And if you're trusting us, with whatever you're being vulnerable with, then we feel in, like in turn we can trust you. Yeah, I'm not going to trust big things in my life to someone who may be gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to letting a girl know that you like her. This is a way of doing that. This says, hey, I'm invested. I am putting the effort into, like you said, things that I don't tell everyone. This is not my favorite color and my favorite ice cream. That's not what we're talking about here. And so seeing you're kind of laying a foundation of trust there that you're saying, you can trust me. I'm not going anywhere. And that makes it easier to open up. Mm -hmm. So side note real quick. If, if a guy says that now, granted, I've never had a guy say that and actually like stay with me. So <laughs> do with that what you will but to hear a guy say particularly when you're in like a tough time where you're going through something or whatever and a guy says hey i'm not going anywhere it's like oh, okay thank you that's really Problem reassuring solved. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and it's just this like mm -hmm. like this relief because mm -hmm. as women we, do, we we're looking for that security and that consistency and that stability and those aren't all the like romantic words, but those are the things we're looking for. Yeah, we're told over and over that we're complex and we're confusing and contradictory and we have all these emotions and nobody knows what to do and all this stuff. And so we hold that back. But when someone says, okay, that's not going to run me off or okay, we can figure this out or that's not too much for me. It's like, okay, it's okay to really be myself now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's exactly. a lot of value in that. For sure. 
another thing that I would want a guy to know or guys to know in general is that the little things matter more than you think. And it's not all about just the big grand gestures. This is where rom-coms have ruined us because, you know, people think, oh, girls just want the big, massive, like, displays of affection and love and whatever. And from time to time, sure, but that's not even the expectation. But the little things are, they're so sweet and they're so meaningful, more than you even realize. And it's funny because I... I'm not a big fan of big gestures. They make me uncomfortable. I don't like being the center of attention out in public. I don't like attention drawn to me in that way. I don't like big gestures very much most of the time. And so, I mean, like you see on YouTube, these flash mob proposals. I mean, I know people who are like, oh my word, it's so romantic. And I I would crawl in a hole. (laughs) I would probably be like, no, I will not marry you after that display clearly you don't know me you don't know me at all so really though i would be like oh my word that sounds awful (laughs) to me so talking about the rom-coms they've said that's normal and that's what you should look for and i'm like over here sweating like oh my word if that's what it takes i'm never going to find someone like yeah so no the little things matter way more than the big things and also figure out whether or not your girl actually likes big grand gestures there you go ask her ask her friends find out because you mess that up you're in trouble yeah (laughs) seriously though because and you know don't overthink this i mean just remembering things that we've told you before and like bringing them up again or asking how something went when we just mentioned it in passing that i had this he loves me yeah exactly Or just these like small little thoughtful gestures. Like my, I'm going to brag on my little brother. He, um, his girlfriend had a little bit of a rough weekend and he, she posted this on Instagram today, but he went and got her flowers, which wasn't even the sweetest part. But <sighs> then he had these little like sticky notes on the vase that were like, you're supported, you're valued, you're loved. You're like all these little things. And I'm like, that was so sweet. And it's so simple, but it was just like, Oh my gosh, this the and I'm a words girl, so that just hit home so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, the guy did this around just break down crying. And but it was so simple, it was so easy, it didn't cost him hardly anything. I mean, it's post-it notes and a <laughs> bouquet of flowers. Like it's not we're not expecting you to just throw money at all this stuff. But that meant so much to her. And I was like, what a great example of just this little thing that made her whole day. And it didn't take a lot. No, I think this is where, too, knowing or having an idea of each other's love languages Mm -hmm. comes in. Because I'm sitting here listening and I'm like, that is so sweet. But if a guy got me flowers and put words on them, I'd be like, thanks. Thank you. I'm the girl. I don't buy cards. Like, (laughs) you get a birthday present for me? There will not be a card on it. Because I'm like, I don't mean half these words. I would not say that. I wouldn't say this like that. Kristen eats it up. And that's fine. Yeah. It's it's different. different. But if you just came and said, hey, you've had a rough weekend. Let's drive for the afternoon. Let's just go. Just pick you up and go. Oh, I would be over the moon. Great. Thank you. Just sit there. We can talk. Just We don't even have to talk. Just sit there. Just get me a McDonald's Coke and drive me around the lake and talk to me. That's exactly what I Bethany would, be would want. Happy as a clam. Yes. So, no, 
the big gestures aren't as important as you think. The little things are way more important than you think. But know which little things make an impact for the specific girl you're dating. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, little sub point that was not in the notes, <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so as we wrap up our list to the guys here of the things we want to tell the boy we'll date in the future, the last one is really the most important one. The others will fall into place after this if you're focused on this. And that is run hard after Christ. Do it unashamedly. Do it without reserve and do it humbly. And I mean, that's how I want to live my life. I know that's how you want to live your life, Kristen. And a man who will come alongside and take my hand and say, follow me as I follow Christ is hands down the most attractive thing. Preach. I And I mean anything. Physical, emotional, chemistry. A guy who will look you in the eye and say, this is what we're going after by a mile. The most attractive thing. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Just keep that in mind. Okay. So that is the side of, hey, here's what would be helpful for guys to know for you to do when you're in a relationship or you to think about from your perspective when you're in a relationship. Now let's talk about the things that we hope the the man that we're going to date, the men we're going to date next, we're not going to date the same guy. <laughs> Let me just clarify that right now. Um, but the men we're going to date in the future, what we hope they know that we're doing to prepare for them, what we're planning on doing once we get into a relationship, all of that. Number one, I want the guy to know I'm praying for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that I love that, you know, we do all this like practical advice mm-hmm. and all that's, I think, what sets us apart in a way because we talk about the spiritual, but we also talk about the practical. But I think it's so endearing to know anybody's praying for you but to know that like oh you're you're going to be in a relationship with this person you are in a relationship with this person and they're praying for you that means a lot and I am praying for you know the man that I'm gonna end up with you know I'm praying that God gives him wisdom and discernment that mature he matures him in his faith I'm praying that God would guard his purity I think that's something we as Christian women should be praying for the guys of our generation as a whole Mm -hmm. because they're it's such a struggle and Lord knows this world doesn't make it any easier <laughs> so on them. It's a struggle by itself, mm-hmm. but it's also under attack by society at large. It is. It is. So let's be praying that, you know, the Lord will guard their purity. And, you know, I'm praying that this guy will live his life in a way that's honoring to the Lord. And I'm praying that the Lord places, you know, godly, strong, wise people in his life to pour into him and to influence him. And, you know, I'm praying these things for myself and I don't want it to stop there. And so I think that we talk about having a list and having things that you're looking for in a guy. Well, particularly when it comes to the qualities that are actually like biblical that we should all be striving for and, you know, fostering as we grow in our faith, pray for the guy you're going to end up with in regards to those qualities. Pray that the Lord will make him loving and patient and kind and faithful and have self-control and all those things. And that's a great way for you to spend your singleness right now. That's a great thing to focus on. And because if you're fostering that, um, that habit now, think about when you actually know the guy, when you actually meet him. 
Like, I've thought that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've spent so long praying for this person. I don't even know who the heck he is. Yeah. And then to, the guy without a face. Yeah. And then to be able to know him and to be like, oh, my gosh, like, I prayed this for you. And now I get to pray and actually know who you are. <laughs> and in a way, it kind of helps your faith, too, because you're like, I'm I'm praying for somebody. And I am I am really <laughs> praying that someone's actually going to be receiving these Um but it's it humanizes him in a way and it's not just this oh this idealistic perfect prince charm it's like no this is a man that needs prayer because we all do yeah and so i really want to be intentional with that i think as as women we all have our list of things we're looking for like you said and i think that can be intimidating to guys because even if we're just talking about it, we know, oh, well, I'm not really looking for all of these things. They don't have to have all of these. That's a quite a list for a guy to live up to. And so I think we could do better. And I would want a guy to know that I'm not looking for perfection at all. I'm holding that list loosely. I'm looking for individuality. I want to get to know you. I'm not looking for items on a checklist. And I want him to know that, but at the same time, I want to live and talk about it in such a way that it also reiterates that. I think as we get older and are still single, that list is honed, it's refined, and we think we know every little thing we're looking for. And so we look out there and say, okay, well, he's not this and he's not that and he's not the other. And we miss out on some really great guys because we have this picture in our head. And we're really, at the end of the day, not looking for, like you said, Prince Charming or this perfect guy because we know he's not out there. No, as much as I hate to admit it. Another thing I think we... (laughs) I'm kidding. I know he's not out there. Another thing I would want someone to know, too, is that I am paying attention to how you treat other people. That is something that's so huge, whether it's family, friends, or strangers. One thing that I do have on, (laughs) talking about my list, but one thing I do have that is a deal breaker for me is someone who is rude. Mm. It's immature and there's just no reason for it. But to make our point, am I looking for someone who's perfect in that? No. I'm looking for someone who is, whose life is not categorized by being rude. And so we watch those things. We pay attention and I would want guys to know that how you treat others is going to directly indicate how you're going to treat me and so I'm watching that and I really pay attention to how does the guy treat his mom how does he treat his sisters if he has them but especially that mother-son relationship translates into how he is going to relate to you and a guy who cares for his mom but is not still attached to her hip is key there He's fully his own person and then chooses to be kind and caring to his mom. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I like that distinction that he's his own person, yeah. but then he's caring for her and for just how he treats women in general, because it's amazing. And y'all probably come across this too. Like you notice when a guy opens the door and when he pulls out a chair or when just these little like chivalrous things that seem to slowly be on the decline um I am extra impressed when a guy does that particularly for somebody like 
his mom. We're like, yeah, just open. You're the not door trying for your to mom. impress her. No, I'm like, you're just opening the door for your mom because she were taught, and you, you know, show respect to women. And I think that that goes a long way in our perception of you, um, as we're watching you, not in like a Absolutely. creepy way, but just <laughs> we're observing. Yeah. Okay, another thing. <laughs> this is something I feel like most people would probably ascribe to women, but I think that it goes both ways, and that's why we wanted to talk about it. So I would want a guy to know that if something is bothering him, I want him to be honest with me about it. Saying you're fine, which I know is mainly a girl thing, but guys do it too. <laughs> Saying you're fine, changing the subject, or just flat out ignoring me are not acceptable methods for dealing with hard conversations. Okay. And, you know, people, you hear like, oh, pick your battles or oh, it's not that big of a deal, whatever. If it's altering the way you're relating to me, if it is causing a a disconnect or distance between us, it's somewhat, it's a big enough deal where it needs to be addressed. Yeah. And even if it doesn't have anything to do with me, but it's not because I'm nosy, but because something's clearly bothering you and affecting you and either... I can help you just process it or if I can help you fix it, I don't know, whatever you need from me. Or even if it's just, hey, such and such is on my mind. This is bothering me. It's happening at work, whatever. Has nothing to do with you. Um, I'm just trying to process. So if I seem a little quiet, that's why. That is a huge sigh of relief for a girl because if, like Bethany says, if you don't fill in the gaps for us we will and typically it's not accurately and we will always assume it's us yeah you're mad at us something yeah. went wrong we said something we looked wrong we did that. that's yeah. what we'll always we, go our, to our minds just go on a rampage trying to figure out what did i do wrong did i hurt his feelings did i say something and so for you to just take the time to have a honest conversation and as much and the longer you're with somebody or the more committed you are will depend on how detailed you get with this if you've been dating a girl for two weeks, you don't have to, you know, tell her everything. But if you've been dating a girl for like a year and a half and something like you, I would expect you to be like, okay, yeah, this is really bugging me and this happened and I don't know what to do and blah, blah. Okay. But it's not you. <laughs> or if it is me, tell me, tell me that too. Back to point, whatever, number one or two or whatever we talked about on this episode. Be honest with me if I did something, if I hurt your feelings, because I can't fix it or address it if you don't tell me. And I don't want there to be distance. I don't want there to be this elephant in the room that something's wrong or something's weird or something's off and I don't know how to fix it. And if I'm sitting there asking you and trying to figure out what's wrong and you're just like, I'm fine. It's okay. Nothing's wrong. It's not you. And you're lying. That's not doing anybody any good and it's hurting the relationship. Yeah. So just... Be really careful there. So honesty is key here, I think, is the the big... And it goes both ways. You know, we've talked about things we want guys to do. And now we've said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen. We're going to take those conversations. And I do want to say, you know, we are the ones who say, oh, I'm fine. More. We'll own that. Yes. (laughs) And I will also own that I don't always mean it when I say it. Same. (laughs) I'm working on it. Getting better. I think we both are. But, guys, just a real practical tip here. If you learn to tell the difference between when I'm legitimately fine and when I'm just saying that, it will make all of our lives easier. And sometimes I'm just trying to avoid 
talking about something. And that's not always the best route. Mm-hmm. From a practical standpoint, at least for me, if this isn't true for you, then I'll just speak for myself <laughs> here. But if you're trying to learn to tell the difference, if you push and I'm actually fine, I'll be like, seriously, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong, whatever. If you push and I'm not fine, it will eventually come out. Yep. Because absolutely. Just and th- I'm not saying this is mature. I'm not saying this is the right way to handle something that's bothering me. But when you say I'm fine, you're wanting a bit of a reaction. Okay. You're wanting the guy to put, no, seriously, tell me what's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, it's so awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's manipulative. It's terrible. And 95% of women do it. And I'm not saying that it's right. And like Bethany said, we're working on it. And you don't want to be with somebody who continuously does that and manipulates you in that way. So look for it. But if you just push a little, You'll find out one way or the other if you're looking for like a clear cut way to do that. (laughs) Because I know we can be confusing. And at the end of the day, this just boils down to how you handle hard conversations. Because the longer you are in a relationship with somebody, whether that's a friend, a family member, a significant other, you are going to have to have hard conversations. And avoiding them is not the way to handle them. That is an immature way of going about it. So when a hard conversation comes up, you know, part of being a mature adult is learning to communicate well in confrontational situations, whether that's asking questions, whether that's being honest, whether that's, you know what, I really didn't want to get into this, but we obviously need to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Then do that, but don't avoid it. Don't change the subject. Don't ignore me. And this whole like, oh, you know, something's bothering me and we're in this like texting talking phase, which y'all know I feel about that phase. And you just (laughs) don't text me for four days. No, it's not acceptable. Bethany's giving like the heck no. Don't even. Shaking her head. <laughs> so just be mature, be an adult, and have hard conversations. You can do hard things. Yes. And hard things are worth doing. So. Absolutely. Okay. Last thing. Wrap it up for Wrap us. Wrap it up. Last thing that I would want the man I'll date in the future to know is... That I am making an effort to live my life in a way that indicates that he is worth waiting for. So by that, I mean, I want him to see that by waiting for him, I'm choosing not to settle. So that if I'm with a guy, I'm not settling. It's like, no, you were, you were what I prayed for. You were worth it. I'm not saying you're perfect, but you're, you know a lot of what I'm looking for. I want him to see that I didn't just fill my time with dating random people while I was waiting for him to come around. That's why we're very um, big proponents of not casual dating. And I get that's a whole other can of worms when you're talking about like, (laughs) here's casual dating and here's like dating for marriage and how we talked about that last week and all the jazz from that. But I don't, and Bethany doesn't either, condone Dating for the sake of dating, just so you'll have somebody with no intention of actually progressing that relationship into anything serious. So I want the guy that I'm going to end up with to see that I didn't do that and to know that I didn't do that. And the other thing that I want him to see is that I want a husband, but I do not need a husband. And let me clarify this because I don't mean it in the girl power way that it comes across. (laughs) I want him to see that I am fully complete in Christ. And I don't need a husband to make me complete and whole. 
Now, I want to be with somebody who I love, who I can count on, who I can rely on, someone to provide for my family. I'm not saying that, like, I want to be totally self-sufficient within my marriage. Like, I want to be with somebody that will lead me and that will take care of me in that sense and who I can serve and who will serve me. But I also want to be with someone who understands that my value and my worth and my purpose are not tied up in him or in our relationship. And that my life is not just on hold waiting for him to put a ring on it. Like I can, I am no less of a person, no less of a Christian while I'm not married and that I really do want to be with him, but my ability to live a God-honoring life and to fulfill my purpose and to expand the kingdom is not dependent on him marrying me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And that's very important to me. And I, just being really frank, I haven't always had that mentality. That's been a last few years development, honestly, probably since the podcast started yeah. and we started talking about this more because particularly when you have this long term desire of wanting to be a wife and a mom yes that may be part of your you know calling and your contribution to the kingdom and that's great but that doesn't mean that that's all you're good for and that's mm-hmm. all you can do and so I feel like we as women can be really tempted if we really want that to think, okay, well, my life will start then when I get married and I can be a wife and I can be a mom and all of that. And you are in this point wherever you're at right now. And this point has purpose to it. So don't miss out on whatever that purpose is and whatever, you know, opportunities you have to serve and to grow and to love on other people because you're thinking that, the next season is when that all is going to flourish because you could miss out on a lot right now if you're constantly waiting for the next thing to fulfill that. Yeah. So true. So. I think that's where we'll leave it, guys. Okay. Well, that's it for season four. That's so crazy. So crazy. I see it every time. I'm like, think of something else to say, but it's just. It really is. I mean, we've done four seasons of this now. And we're coming back for a fifth. <laughs> I can't get over it. Uh, yes, we have been renewed for a fifth season <laughs> by us. By us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But still. No, this has been so fun. We love you guys. And, you know, we're taking a season break. But obviously, we'll still have stuff for you. Yes. But we do have a lot of fun stuff planned for season five. We do. We've got some fun interviews we're going to be doing. We've got, like we said... Hopefully some more content geared specifically toward guys. So start telling the guys in your life they need to listen. Mm-hmm. And man, we'll be back. We have a couch cast on Friday. Oh, right? that's true. We do. we do. We still have a couch cast on Friday like normal. Yes, we will be back on Friday with a couch cast. And do we tell them what we're doing over the break? I don't know that I know what we're doing over the oh, break. Okay. <laughs> so we won't tell you then. So you'll just have to, we'll know by sometime soon you'll figure it out we're not we're not going anywhere y'all know that we never go anywhere okay so (laughs) now that i've rambled on enough we're gonna wrap this up thanks so much guys for joining us for another episode and another season we are so grateful and we will see y'all on friday but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle Mm -hmm.